This episode of To Your Good Health Radio is being brought to you by Cardio Miracle, the ultimate nitric oxide booster with over 50 whole food, heart-healthy, bioavailable nutrients. Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. We've all heard the saying, don't reinvent the wheel. To get from where you are to where you want to be, you need to imitate those who have already achieved greatness. No one embraces that mantra more than our next guest, Don Yeager. He studied the lessons on achieving happiness and success from some of the most iconic sports legends and entrepreneurs in the world. He's now on a mission to share his message to help guide people on building a culture of greatness. If you are ready to get off the hamster wheel, improve your skills, manage dysfunction, friction, and become the Super Bowl champion of your life, stay tuned. Kickoff starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest is an 11-time New York Times best-selling author and longtime associate editor for Sports Illustrated. His many media appearances include Oprah, Fox & Friends, Nightline, CNN, and Good Morning America. He is an award-winning international speaker and host of the popular corporate competitor podcast. He regularly speaks to some of the brightest world-class executives on how sports shape their professional trajectory in life. And his latest book is Great Teams, 16 Things High-Performing Organizations Do Differently. Welcome to the show, Don Yeager. Dr. Friedman, thank you. I was listening to Oprah and all that other stuff, and I was like, but today I'm with Dr. David Friedman. It doesn't get any better. <laughs> Fantastic. Appreciate that. It's an honor having you on the show. You know, you conducted over, I read, 100 interviews that you did on some of the most successful sports teams and organizations in the country. What made you realize that habits from high-performing teams could also be used to improve people's career performance? Well, the, uh, the, the, the journey actually began when I was a young journalist. I, I had started my career, my father actually challenged me. He said, you know, you're going to get blessed as, as you do, Dr. Freeman, to, to interview really incredible people. And, and when, you, uh, when you get that chance, when you're in front of somebody that you can learn from, ask the questions you need to ask for your audience, but, but always try to gain something that's good for you. And so I, I literally started asking 25 years ago, the question of who, you know, if I had to look at the the very best winners of all time. And I got that opportunity to spend time with them. What could they tell me about their individual habits that made them so special? Yeah, fantastic. I know when people think of athletes, they automatically think of somebody that's bigger, faster, stronger than most people. But you've said, I read it, you said it's about being more mentally, emotionally, and spiritually disciplined than the people you're competing against. Quite interesting. Share with us how mindset prevails over workout sets and reps. Well, that boy, that's such a great question. It is, it, it is exactly that. Almost every one of them will tell you, every great winner you work with will tell you, there's always someone bigger, faster, stronger. There's always someone that had, had, had just a little bit more physical gift, but what they were able to apply was, were disciplines that allowed them to, to, um, to actually hold themselves accountable, to, to make, for example, when they failed, instead of blaming someone else, uh, you know, Michael Jordan used to, has said to me before, you know, a loss is not a failure until you make an excuse. You use those moments when things don't go the way you anticipated to actually um, become instructive for you. They're not pain points. 
their their learning opportunities. Yeah. Do you, do you have a, a particular favorite lesson? I know you discovered, you mentioned 16 characteristics of true champions. What's your favorite? I think the one that really stood out to me uh, was one that I learned from a, a, a great basketball coach named John Wooden. Um, coach Wooden uh, and I worked together for 12 years on, and we ultimately wrote, wrote a book together. But in the process of doing that, he shared with me one day that um, that if you were, don't make new year's resolutions, don't sit and try to, you know, create all these, uh, all these little, um, uh, goals that you might try to achieve. What he said, the most important track you need to make sure you are paying attention to is who do you have in your inner circle? And he, he used to argue, you will never outperform your inner circle. You want to know what your capacity for success is. Uh, look at who you give your time to. And that, and that, by the way, that's your circle. Your circle isn't who you wish it is. It's who you spend your time with. And, um, and so he put me on a, a journey to constantly pay attention to where I spent my time, who I was with, uh, because as he said, you'll never outperform that, that circle. And that if I wanted to increase my capacity, if I wanted to be greater, to constantly be paying attention and growing that circle, like always improving the circle in any way you can. And, um, uh, and so I, that one, that value of association, that idea that you're, you have to be attentive to who you, um, build as your, as your individual partners. And it's not just in your, in business, right? It's in your personal life as well. It's in your, it's in any other social endeavor. Who are you giving your time to? And the the more attentive I have been to that over the course of my career, um, the the best the better I've seen things turn out. Yeah. So really, it's about improving your circle. Uh, I've heard the saying, you know, every chain has its weak link. And well, if you got a weak link on a bicycle, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> so you need to right. exactly. lighten that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's real interesting. Coach Wooden used to say, you know, if you if you take the the you know, and, and I've shared this one with my own children. They're, they're, they're not particularly fond of it, but, you know, take the, the GPAs of your five closest friends. And what you'll find is you're right there in the middle, right? You, you, you look at the bank account of your five closest friends. You're, you're, you're probably going to be right there in the middle. So, uh, so what the, the best thing you can do is try to improve who it is that you have in your friend group, right? In that circle. Yeah, I, I so agree with you. I think like energy attracts like energy. If you hang around a, a lot oh, of Debbie, so Debbie Downers, uh, you're down. I mean, you're down for the count. Yeah. I, I love, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how your book stresses uh, it's so, so important tapping into your why. And so many people live on this hamster wheel chasing something they're not passionate about. And share with us why we cannot succeed in life if our actions don't align with our why. Because I, you know, you've you've hit it right there. There's that hamster wheel. I think what happens is that you you become um, uh, you 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 get to the place where you no longer, um, if you don't have a passion for, and we've all heard that, right? You know, what is your passion? What do you what do you follow your passion? But the truth is that that too many of us have uh, we've settled. It's human nature to settle. Um, to find comfort and stay there. And often the pursuit of that passion, the pursuit of something that gives you, um, that gives you joy, that makes you want to, to, to wake up every morning and chase it, 
the pursuit of that is often um, it's uncomfortable. It requires you to step outside uh, of, of comfort zones. And the challenge for most of us is that we are, we're, we're wired to want to um, stay within our space. And so, um, you know, finding that, finding that extra, that, 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 that extra energy that comes with, um, with bringing yourself uh, into something that, that really drives you. Like I, I wanted to learn how to become a speaker. I, I thought it would be engaging and energizing for me, but I'm a writer and most writers are not good speakers and they don't end up in the speaking world for a reason. Right. And, um, so to do it, I had to go out and seek coaching. I had to go do things that were, um, that were unnatural to me in order to be able to master something that I had never, uh, that I'd never really done before. But in doing so, I, I will tell you, I think I'm a better writer today because I learned how to connect with audiences differently. So that, that pursuit of something outside of your space it provides you that energy that gives you that sense of purpose. Um, man, it, uh, it absolutely, it makes you wake up every day with a, with a far greater sense of, uh, sense of desire. Yeah, that's so so true. Uh, I know when it comes to sports teams, I'm sure there's a lot of egos you've you've dealt with and seen your personality conflicts and other type of friction. How do athletes manage to keep their eye on the ball? Metaphor intended there. <laughs> well, I think the real key is um, is understanding your role. You know, one of the challenges for a lot of folks is they they might have a sense of what it is that their role is within a team, but they want a different role. And it's in the desire for that different role that they often, to your analogy, they lose um, sight of the ball that they're supposed to be hitting, right? They, they lose the ability to kind of be um, in the moment, be present. Um, and when, and you can only be successful uh, by, by, by being present. And that is one of the things that I think many of the great athletes will tell you is that you know, yes, we all want to. We all want to imagine other, bigger, greater moments, um, but those moments only occur if we are able to kind of um, stay in the moment where to have our feet, to be where our feet are, and that's, uh, I think, um, one of the one of the really great habits of of the most successful. Yeah, so I, I know you wrote an autobiography of one of my favorite athletes, Walter Payton. And one of the quotes that I really I loved is it said, uh, when you're good at something, you'll tell everyone. When you're great at something, <laughs> they'll tell you. And okay, I love that. Isn't that great advice? Share why, why we should grab on it and, and, and grab onto that advice. Well, because what Walter was trying to say was, you know, if you, you could spend all kinds of time telling people how good you are, or you can go out and just develop yourself to the point where you're so good they have to they have to tell you how good you are. So I was blessed. I, I got an opportunity. You mentioned the autobiography. Um, Walter knew that he was um, he was dying, and he invited me to live with him for the last ten weeks of his life. And um, and that was the experience that led to the to the book Never Die Easy. And in the, in our work together, I mean, I asked him about quotes like that. And one of the things he loved to say was that, you know, too many people are busy, um, trying to create their own press clippings, right? They're worried about, um, they're so, they're so fixated on their personal brand 
that they're not just living uh, their personal brand. And um, and this was back long before people were using personal brand as a regular phrase. He just he said that you know that we need to be more um, if we just go out and do it and do it really well, as he said in that quote. Ultimately, the the world stops and tells you, "Wow, you're special," as opposed to you trying to remind everybody that you are. Yeah, so true. And you know, you mentioned before about how um, you know the mindset is so important. I was thinking, and I want to bring up, you know, Mike Tyson, one of the greatest fighters in the world, undefeated. And boom, he he fights this underdog, Buster Douglas, and he hears these Buster words that he never heard. Yeah, but he hears these words that he never heard, and down goes Tyson. And I think that beat him between the ears. And I don't think he came back because of that. He could have, he was just as athletic. He could have come back and beat the crap out, but his mind got beat. Isn't that so? Do you agree with that? I think that, that, that here's this machine. Well, I think sometimes we, uh, we're on a roll. We got things going, right? But I do believe that in all of us, every, everyone I know has a little bit of imposter syndrome in them, right? Even if you're confidently on a roll, you always wonder, like, man, am I worthy? Am I worthy? Am I worthy? And sometimes all it takes is if, you're, if your confidence can be shaken, as it was for Tyson, physically, as you said, had every, every opportunity, could have easily gotten right there and, and, and made a difference in the way the fight turned out. But as it, as it ended up, his mind, the, the, that, that little bit of it, and he will tell you, um, that little bit of imposter syndrome stepped up, and for the first time in his life, he wondered, oh my gosh, am I at a place that I really don't belong? He's a fascinating study. I was on his podcast recently. I was uh, out in California with him, and you get time talking to him. Um, he is, he, he's an incredibly complex uh, human and one of, the, one of the more fascinating people either one of us could ever interview. Before we continue, I want to tell you about an amazing product called Cardio Miracle. The number one cause of death in America is cardiovascular disease. On average, somebody dies of a heart attack or stroke every 36 seconds. The good news is you don't have to be a statistic. Young, old, and in between, we all need more nitric oxide in our bodies. It's essential for our overall health because it helps blood, nutrients, and oxygen travel throughout the body. Research shows a lack of nitric oxide may be associated with high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, and even erectile dysfunction. Cardio Miracle's ultimate nitric oxide advanced delivery system reaches a cellular level, so it starts to work within seconds. You also get over 50 whole food nutrients in every delicious scoop. I take Cardio Miracle every day, not just for my heart, but my entire body, and you should too. It's backed by science and a 60-day no-risk money-back guarantee. If you want to improve your heart health, increase your energy, mental clarity, and boost your immune system, order Cardio Miracle today. CardioMiracle.com and use promo code CardioNow for 20% off. CardioMiracle.com, promo code CardioNow. 
Yeah, that's interesting. He definitely has been. So, so he, he he if he didn't get beat in the mind, he would have came back. And 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 I think that's happened so many people. I, I agree with that. And I think we all have a little insecurity about us. And even when we're at our A game, it doesn't take much. And you know, you've got to keep saying, "I'm the greatest." Like Muhammad Ali, "I'm the greatest." He gets to, no matter what, "I'm the greatest." You've got to stay that point. But it's easy to get off that that uh, that plateau. That's great. Let me ask you. So you've interviewed so many sports icons. Did we mention your particular favorite? Or did you have one that was an aha moment that reshaped your life that we haven't discussed? You know, I, I would say the one that probably had the most impact on me um, was a running back that maybe many of your listeners might not know much about named Warwick Dunn. Uh, he was a running back in the NFL for a number of years. Um, but his impact on me was, be, I, I did a book with him and and in the writing of the book, the, his backstory is that when he was 18 years old, his mother, who was a police officer uh, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, was shot and killed in a robbery at a bank. He went on to, to play college football, the NFL. While in the NFL, he starts a charity um, buying homes for women like his mother, single moms. And he, he just bought his 209th home recently for, a, for single moms. He's amazing, right, and all that. But uh, to because of his generosity, his incredible off-the-field behavior, the NFL awarded him the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, and a publisher offered him the chance to write a book, and he asked me to write it with him. But to finish the book, he and I went to death row to meet the guy that killed his mom. And, um, and the impact was not just the idea of being there in that cell with these two men who had, were on such opposite sides of this incredible crime, but, um, but that at the end of the hour, Warwick uh, looked at the man and said, I came here today uh, to forgive you. And, um, and it just had this, it was, it was probably of all the people I've worked with, of all the things I've had the opportunity to witness just being in that room, experiencing that moment, but understanding uh, the power of forgiveness, right? What it does. I mean, as Warwick, when we were walking out of the prison, the warden looked at Warwick and said, you know, one day we're going to, we'll, we'll execute this guy. And when we do, you know, do you want to be here? And, um, and Warwick looked at him and said, you know what? I, I don't because as of today, as of forgiveness, he no longer has any power over me. And um, I've struggled with forgiveness a lot in my life, you know, forgiving people for things they've done. And so that idea of actually witnessing that and understanding uh, extraordinary human behavior, but first off, but secondly, the power of forgiveness in the way that, that I saw it un, uh, un, unfurl itself right there in front of me, um, it changed me uh, in, in, in great in, in ways that um, will, I, I hope, always be be evident. Yeah, I've read uh, several um, articles and, and books that say that anger, resentment, and negativity can really be an anchor that, that stays with us daily and keeps us from getting to the other side. So I'm glad you brought that up, forgiveness, and it's just this enlightenment and shine and light of just moving forward lifting up that anchor so i'm glad you brought that up one thing that i believe is the reason so many people remain unhappy in business and in life in general is really the fear of change people get comfortable inside their daily routine life passes them by and one of the less 
lessons you share is that great teams adapt to and embrace change. What tip can you share with the listeners to help them get away from Groundhog Day? (laughs) (laughs) Well, but uh, so I love that chapter title, but my favorite word in that chapter title is, uh, you know, it's not that they just adapt to change a lot of, I mean, you know, as species, we adapt to change. Um, but the great ones really embrace change. Like they want, they recognize that, um, that, that, that forward opportunity, that, that the better, the, the better future only exists if we understand that change has to be part of it. Um, that we don't sit and long for, in fact, that's one of the most important elements of this, right? Is, is a, um, is an open discussion within an organization about, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're no longer going to sit and long for, uh, the way it used to be. We're, we're, you know, no one in this organization is allowed to sit and talk that way. And we want to reduce that conversation because, um, each and every time he brings you back. Right. Um, so that's that idea of embracing change, wanting change, uh, which um, defies human nature. That is, um, that that is where the great teams really find themselves. They're they're thinking, all right, that was really extraordinary what we did today, but what that we did today could be improved upon that will make tomorrow even better. That's and true. Constantly and also, yeah. looking at it. Yeah, and, and change uh, oftentimes needs to be uncomfortable. I, I love the story about the baby eagle. You know, it's comfortable in its nest. It doesn't want to go anywhere, and it's being fed. So the father eagle will bring up rocks and, and, and thorns and sharp uh, sticks, and the baby eagle says, you know, this isn't so comfortable. Ow, ow, all right, I'll fly it out. And that's, But he had to stir up the nest. Your nest has to be stirred up sometimes. And I think that's in life, and we don't realize it then, but now we fly. We Hey, we, we got the sticks and the stones that hurt us but we're flying and we're free that is that's a great example i don't think i've ever heard that one so uh, i will you may you may hear it one day in the future i may i may be stealing it from you that's a good uh, feel free sharing is caring hey let me ask you so 28 best-selling books you've written articles coaching keynote speaking engagements i need to know how do you prioritize your giant to-do list how do you get everything accomplished and you know it probably could be a sports sports side to it but how do you do it so I, I enter every day. I mean, I have a really good list every day, but I always have, I, I have my list, um, a quadranted, right? I mean, I, I, I list off here are the, here are the must get dones today, uh, here. And, and then I make sure that those have to get done. And I don't try to, I don't overload that because I think if you put too many things in your must do list for the day, what you end up is you do most of them at the 80% level. And I want to make sure these are the things I'm going to get. I'm going to get 100% complete today. This is, uh, you know, there is, there's, there's nothing that will keep me from this. And, uh, and then I'll have, a, a, you know, then I'll go through and it'll get down to the list at the end of the list. There, there are things there's no way I'm going to get to, but I, but I put them on the list to make myself feel like I need to be busy. Um, and I, but I, I want to make sure I'm constantly creating high, high priorities, um, that are the, and, and I don't deviate from those. Uh, I don't get to the other portions of my list until those get done. 
Yeah, you bring up such a good point is the high priority. See, I, I'm old school. I, I love sticky notes. I've got different colors, and my red sticky note is high priority. <laughs> and, you know, I love sticky I'm so glad they didn't get canceled like all this other stuff because of smartphones. The, keep the sticky notes. I need them. I love it. I love it. That's such a great idea. I'm, I, I'm not, I, I, uh, I unfortunately uh, just, I'm a, I'm a yellow pad guy. So, um, but I literally begin every day with my yellow pad and a list. And I, I, I do, I always try to make sure um, there are, there's a quadrant of that list that is uh, must do and everything else, uh, you know, comes after that. That's great. Yeah. So when I see a, a, a lot of red lists and, and, and a little bit of yellow, it's like, nope, I got to catch up. If I see all yellow, that means, hey, it's not a high priority and I'm happy. I'll just grab those and hey, no big issue. So I love that you, you said that. So we have the same one, the same plane. I just use the sticky notes. So we still get the same job done. <laughs> In the minute we have left, anything else you'd like to share with the listeners we didn't get to cover today? You know, I, I think that the, uh, the thing that I love about your program and the thing that, that this conversation I hope brings in others is the uh, the need to be a lifelong learner, to, the need to constantly be. So I, I do interviews like yours. I do, I do a podcast called the Corporate Competitor Podcast where I interview executives and leaders to try to pick their brains. Trying to, I'm, I'm always looking for uh, for what the, uh, what the what the cheat code is for other people. Right? What are they doing? How are they building it? So that I can be better too. So I encourage everyone find your find your uh, uh, your learning curve, your learning space, and uh, commit yourself to it every day. Fantastic! Thanks so much for spending time with us. Uh, I have to say, you knocked that out of the ballpark. Pun intended. There, <laughs> uh, David. Thank you for only throwing strikes. <laughs> Fantastic! To learn more, go to donyeager.com and be sure and get your copy of Great Teams: Sixteen Things High Performing Organizations Do Differently. Also, check out the courses and coach opportunities that Don has available. And as he said, listen to his Corporate Competitor Podcast. Great show, great enlightenment there. You can follow Don on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Don Yeager. For my daily health posts, follow me at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. And I'm now on TikTok at Dr. Funny Bones. Laughter is medicine. Come and check out my healthy videos of hilarity. If you heard something today that would benefit somebody you know, send them a link to this podcast. It's available to yourgoodhealthradio.com or radiomd.com. And while there, be sure and Check out our podcast library. Share these segments with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media. As I always say, sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay well and stay tuned. This episode of To Your Good Health Radio was brought to you by Cardio Miracle, the ultimate nitric oxide booster with over 50 whole food heart healthy nutrients. If you want to improve your heart health, increase your energy, mental clarity, and boost your immune system, order Cardio Miracle today at CardioMiracle.com. Use promo code CardioNow for 20% off. CardioMiracle.com, promo code CardioNow.